Good morning, oddities, and welcome to the Awkward Silence. Starring your host. <laughs> Hotan and Jackson. Um, for our 50th episode, though. But we will get there. Um, yeah, yeah, we're... Uh... Hey, we're... Uh, I mean, I mean, we're more episodes in than I than I like realized. <laughs> we're let me let me see here. This this is well, over episode, twenty now, right? This is episode twenty four. I mean, that's <laughs> that's uh gone by pretty quick. Yeah. There, that's yeah, um... <laughs> pretty insane. Anyways, we hope you all are having a great morning, or whenever you listen to this, uh, it's intended for the morning. I see Colton is enjoying a cup of Joe. Uh, it's, hot, it... it's it's a it's hot apple cider, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, I I got it's yeah, some I... some of that like powdered mix that you can buy that they sell with the hot chocolate. Oh, okay. Um, I got a big gallon of apple cider, nice. and yeah, made some hot chocolate recently. You know, it's that time of year. It's hot chocolate. Hot yeah. apple cider season. I, I don't <laughs> buy I don't buy non-alcoholic apple cider very often but yeah. uh every once so i do it it's good i, I enjoy it nice and well, yeah <laughs> it's good mixer it's a good <laughs> <laughs> uh go listen to our uh other show a drunk pod if you want to hear us uh drink more than mixers yeah um anyways this is uh, the show where we just drink mixers <laughs> right. yeah, otherwise a, known as you know yeah, I had a coffee mixer this morning. Beverages. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I love coffee mixer. Yeah. <laughs> the other One day I had a Coca-Cola mixer. Oh yeah. Oh nice. It's pretty oh, good. Thinking yeah. outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> welcome back to Morning Oddities. Uh, we can just talk about whatever here. It's pretty casual. Um I recently uh, and this might dominate the whole episode, honestly. As soon as I mention it, That's I recently okay. got Red Dead Redemption Two again. Oh, on PC? <laughs> yeah, it was on nice. sale on Steam uh, yeah. for twenty bucks, and I I intend on getting the Steam Deck at some point. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. it would be cool to play it on that, and honestly, it'd be cool to play it on PC anyways, because you know I can optimize it and I can get yeah. Hopefully over 60 FPS. I'm still working on my optimization, but playing it at 60 is still better than when it released on consoles. Yeah, yeah. When it originally released, it was 30. I, I mean, it was, it was a solid 30. And yeah. honestly, it's just an incredibly well optimized game. It is. Yeah. It runs like pretty, all things considered. It, it runs pretty well on the Steam Deck. You can get a pretty consistent 40 to 50 FPS. Um, I have and most of my settings. It's just so cool being able to play a game <laughs> it's a like cool that, game. like a game that yeah. five years ago, uh, we were freaking out. Like this is the the like the most impressive graphical game we've ever played, and then be able it's to play still... it in a portable device is the, is right. the coolest. Sh- it, so <laughs> honestly, it still holds up. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. still not many games coming out today that look as good as red dead 2 yeah i mean i think because i I played it again more recently on the steam deck and what i kind of discovered this is maybe the third time i've played it 
uh, all the way through is, nice. you know, that feeling when you were like a kid playing open world games where you just ran around and just explored the world and did just just enjoyed existing in the open world. Right. Not a lot of open world games do that anymore very well, I think. But Red Dead 2 did that. It's like I can play that game for hours and hours and not get anything done. Right. Not do anything, uh, any story missions. Yeah. Um, you could just hunt the whole time or just mess around and get drunk in San Denis or just... go on a rampage or just explore or, you know, just there's it's such a detailed We've done a whole episode on it on Odd Drunk Pod, uh, mm. re- remembering Red Dead Two, and um, we go into a lot of detail there, but uh, it and just gush over it. Uh, it's still, it still holds up. Still feels like a new game. Um, I did mess around a little bit mods, mm-hmm. mods that I won't even know I have until I get past the uh, the initial tutorial level. Right, Coulter. I'm still there because I've been messing around with my settings and stuff, but I did get a mod that um, aims to make the gunplay a little bit more modern, like a oh, third yeah. person action game. Like it makes nice. it a bit faster and a bit, uh, it, they it's... take away some of the sway and stuff. It just makes it a little bit more fun. And I also There's... got a mod that makes the uh, ragdoll physics like red dead ones physics. Oh, fun. Or like GTA four. Yeah. Um, when you know they just flop over that kind of thing. I remember, thing. Being, I remember uh, being bummed out that a uh, drunk Arthur doesn't control like drunk John Marston did in Red Dead One. Right. Uh, that I'm was sure I, I had it. a lot of fun with that in Red Dead One. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there's there's a really cool mod. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Um, but it affects it changes how NPCs react to um when you shoot them, and it makes it so like yeah. It, it aims to kind of make it seem more realistic. So if you shoot them in the leg, you know, they actually like react how a person would react if you shot them in the leg. Um, and it's, I think I got one that does that kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's it's a lot I'm of fun. It's a really good one. Yeah, I don't plan on going crazy mods. I'm, you know, I say that now, but I intend. Yeah, I have the trainer so I can mess around with that rampage trainer. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah. I just intend on playing just vanilla plus because honestly, I could go back and play that game over and over without any mods mm-hmm. and not, not think about it. Cause it's just a great game. Yeah. You know, rockstar killed it with that and you know, we'll see with GTA six. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a red dead two. I don't think it's going to be that jump from red dead one to red dead two. Yeah, I mean, I, not, I don't see not, it happening. Not that I, I mean, don't, not that I think that GTA Six will be bad. I mean, I still have faith that Rockstar, because I mean, by the time that Red Dead Two came out, GTA Online was so in full swing that, like, you know, they, I think Rockstar proved that they're still capable of making a good game, even though they want to focus on the online content. Um. Right. But no, I I don't uh, think I don't <laughs> think GTA six is gonna be like leaps and bounds. Watch, um, watch Rockstar announce that GTA six is a live service game. Oh god. Um <laughs> no, I don't think Dead I just arrival. I just I, I'm I'm doubtful that GTA six is gonna be like leaps and bounds uh, and pr- like better than GTA five. 
you know, as far as like, as far as far as like improving game design and stuff like that. Um, that's doesn't mean it's going to be bad, but yeah, no, I expect it to be at least good. Um, yeah, right now, um, with the speaking uh, of which, say the game sales on Steam around you know because of Thanksgiving, Red Dead Two. I did notice this. Red Dead Two is cheaper than Red Dead One on the is on the because yeah. because you can buy red dead one on the switch and they put it on sale for 35 bucks which is but you can is, get red dead two for, for 20. 20 yeah um and 35 bucks honestly is what the red dead one remaster should have cost at most honestly yeah, like that's that's what they should have priced that originally but rockstar new people especially switch owners and you know just Red Dead fans, you, they knew they would buy it for fifty bucks, and they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, what I've heard, people. what I've heard is, unlike the uh, GTA Definitive Trilogy or whatever it's called, the Red oh, Dead I One, bought a uh, the Red Dead One Switch port um, is actually a really good version of the game. I mean, yeah, playing it on Switch would be cool, but but not like for fifty discussed... bucks. No, like I've discussed yeah. before, probably on this podcast, I primarily play the Switch for fun little indie games and Nintendo mm-hmm. titles. Yeah, I don't play I... a lot of because I can play stuff like The Witcher 3 or Red Dead on my PC or my PlayStation 5 and have a way right. better experience than playing yeah. on the Switch. There's, there's a few, you know, third party games I do like on the Switch. Um, the Assassin's Creed games that the the Ezio collection and yeah, the, like Black Flag, they, those they ones, work well. They especially run, the old ones, yeah, yeah. They they run really well on the Switch. They go on sale all the time. Oh yeah. Um. um and, did you uh, hear? And you uh, and, and they don't really have a modding scene on PC, so there's not a reason to play them on PC over a console, really. No, I I've never thought about playing it. Assassin's Creed on PC. That's just weird. They're console yeah. games. Yeah, uh keyboard controls on Assassin's Creed games are weird. They just I've I've done it before. It doesn't it I mean, doesn't work. I'm used to keys and mouse now, you know, but I still prefer like ga- even like with Red Dead 2, I prefer the gamepad. Just feels right. Same. Yeah, certain certain games um that's what uh, another another of, thing I like about the Steam Deck is it's a gamepad built in. It's I don't have to worry about that keyboard right. crap. Right, it is the gamepad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I was joking about li- uh, live service earlier, but uh, it WB uh our yeah Warner Brothers Montreal announced or not really announced, but we all kind of knew this, but it's still happening that. The new Suicide Squad game is definitely live service, and mm-hmm. it there's no stopping that, and it looks it, it, it looks yeah. like a Fortnite clone at this point, just in it, the DC universe. But I, not I, as good. I found that really funny too because recently, like Rocksteady released a trailer, like they put together a trailer that focused on the gameplay and the story and all that sort of stuff to try to make it look like 
better and that trailer came out and everyone was like okay okay this looks this maybe right. actually looks but okay. it's still live service and then like <laughs> a few days later warner brothers came out and said nope right like pretty I, much i bet the the rocksteady developers are just like sitting there being i mean like, we're really trying warner brothers we're really trying to sell this game now yes it does fundamentally look better than a game like avengers but I don't re- really it doesn't matter how good the gameplay is live service games are I don't know I feel like they're bound to fail at this point unless it's a, a shooter just a pure shooter but you make it anything mm-hmm. else you make it in this niche category I just don't think it's going to work because people can just go play the Arkham games if they want an awesome DC story experience. People can play the new Spider-Man games, you know? Yeah. You don't have to play Suicide Squad if you want a cool superhero game. Right, right. There's And the incentives is even lower now that it's live service. Because we all, yeah, we all saw what happened with the Avengers. It, it was overhyped and ended up just being live service arcade basically um arcade quality at best like as Mm -hmm. far as the gameplay and the scope of the story goes like i had the story beat in eight hours something like that (laughs) and i wasn't like deadlining it but there was nothing else to do but grind and um yeah, I mean, is, uh... I mean, there's just there's a few games that came out that were just wildly successful with the live service model, and it made everyone, you know, all these investors and uh, producers, you know, these publication companies, they they were just like, this is a excuse to print money, and it well, it turns out yeah. live service games also have to be good games. Yeah, and it's not. You know, a live service can work if it's a good live service game. It has to but have just, a good foundation just there. Making a game live service does not make it work. And I'm sure, like, I'm sure the Suicide Squad game is going to be, you know, fun and have its moments. Uh, but I really have no intention I, of playing it. I, I just... have no intention of buying it. Unless it was like on sale for fifteen bucks, and even then, I don't even think I care for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what you know people say about it and whatever. But uh, I more than ever, I'm picky with games, and I like I prefer. I mean, I go for games that I know I'm gonna get a full experience with, and with the price games are now, I I don't want to get gypped into just playing a demo. <laughs> Right. You know, uh, I I like, a, you know, in a detailed world and a good story. And that's why I'm playing Red Dead 2 again, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I, I've, <laughs> I'm dipping my toes back into Witcher 3 again. Nice. Because uh, we, we talked about it recently on the podcast. Uh, yeah, on that's the odd, another one. I... Podcast. Um, and I, I think what I'm what I, I'm. I'm gonna try it with a couple mods. There's a just just oh, yeah? some light light quality of life mods, but I've I've never really tried out mods on The Witcher Three, so thought that might be fun. 
I got the free PS5 upgrade. That's another one I really intend on uh, getting mm-hmm. into. The 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 next gen up, update's really good. Um, the ray tracing looks really nice, but it destroys your performance. Um, right. <laughs> but of course, uh, honestly, well, I mean, it's it's ultimately the The Witcher Three. It's it's a game that was built on a certain you know it was built on DirectX 11 without ray tracing yeah and then they upgraded the entire game to DirectX 12 so that they could implement ray tracing so i mean you you take a game and you basically boot force it into running with ray tracing and it, you know it's not going to work out well but but a lot of the other quality of life things they did were are really good so Nice. And the ray tracing is optional. You don't have to play with it. Unlike Spider-Man 2. Yeah, but Spider-Man 2 built their game incredibly well optimized too. Yeah. (laughs) Insomniac did an amazing job. Yeah, we've talked about it. I've talked about it here before, but uh, yeah, the fact that ray tracing is always on, there's no quote-unquote performance mode. Well, there is, but it's always got ray tracing because they decided there was no need to turn off the racer tracing because they had, they had it so well optimized. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, ray tracing is not, not hard to get optimized. It's just, you got to actually build it into the game properly. (laughs) Right. right, Um, And yeah, I played the hell out of that game. hundred percent of it. Yeah. It's sad there's no new game plus. Like I haven't really played it much since. I booted up every once in a while to swing around and that kind of thing. But um, I've seen people that are like, I got a hundred hours into this game and I just realized you could do this one thing. I'm like, who's playing it that long? Come on. It from but, what you know, I've heard, it, it sounds like a game that really does need a new game plus. A well, new game plus would suit it well. And yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're taking the time to actually implement it and make it a good new game plus. Like mm-hmm. with God of War Ragnarok, it took a while for um uh for the Sony Studios to uh implement a new game plus to actually make it uh worthwhile and not just harder with all your upgrades. Yeah. I appreciate um, when things in there. When they, you know, I mean, you take your time I'd I'd rather them take a little bit of time and do it right. That again, you know, saying the talking about The Witcher Three, that was something that CD Projekt Red um, did after release. They implemented and they added a new game plus um, in later on, which was really nice. Right. Yeah, and but but Witcher Three being like an RP, being an action RPG, like. You, you don't have to do a lot of work to make a new game plus like worth it. Right. It well, I could works. also see how it could be an issue with a game like Spider-Man 2 because there's a lot of abilities and stuff you get based off of certain events in the story. Mm, right. And if you immediately start the game with all the symbiote abilities before that's even brought into the story, that right. doesn't make any sense. It's fun. It's that kind of video gamey thing where you just ignore it. Mm-hmm. But um, I wonder how they're going to Maybe they're going to just lock it where you have all your other stuff unlocked until that point. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, But aside from gaming stuff, um, I just finished, me and my girlfriend finished watching Invincible Season 1. Nice. 
I watch it again with her. And then season two is out and it's up to four episodes. But we just realized it, there's a mid-season break. Oh. And we won't be getting... Robert Kirkman uh, basically said we should expect to see more the rest of the season early 2024. People are hoping for January, but I think that's a little optimistic. But honestly, I'm... I'll be patient because especially if animation and uh, I, I rather have quality over quantity. And if they don't have to overwork their animators, 150 hours a week, uh, you know, give them, you know, reasonable hours and, right. you know, I'll be happy with the season when we get it. But I heard there's not going to be a huge um, gap between season two and season three that we could possibly see season three next year, mm -hmm. um, which would be nice because I'm really into it. I might just start reading the comics though, but I don't yeah. know if I, I don't know if I should do that because I could uh, spoil the whole thing, but I, it's already different from the comics, certain aspects. Um, right. But yeah, again, just mentioning invincible, definitely recommend it. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to mention, I don't know if it happened this week or last week, but we um, Netflix dropped the trailer for their live action uh, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, I think it looks good. Um, it looks faithful. Yeah, it looks at least it's, better than M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it's at least better than that. Uh, God awful movie. Uh, but oh, yeah. That's... I mean, I, I mean, here's my my, such a... my concern for it is not that it it's won't so be wrong. I, I, um... I, I have faith that it could be if they're faithful, that it could be really good. But does that translate the live action? Well, maybe I mean. Uh, well, the thing is, assuming even if it does translate to live action well, I don't see any situation where I would watch this live action show more than once and not just go back to watching the animated version. Right. You know, like it, um, the the I'm I'm excited for some of the the Avatar stuff that Netflix is producing, but the live action one is kind of like no matter how good it looks, it feels very unnecessary. Unnecessary, like, but of course they're doing it. Yeah. Because, you know, nostalgia bait. But to me, from what I've seen, it looks a little cheap and hokey to me. But on, <laughs> like the on, on, It's almost a little too fable. Honestly? I don't know. I would rather it be kind of cheap and hokey rather than them trying to make it cooler than it would be. You right know, or doing like, what m night Shyamalan did yeah you know well i mean i mean take take a, a note from like you know the x-men movies from the 2000s um well at least the first two are great movies you know they did like those black leather suits and everything because they thought that making the comic accurate suits would oh. be cheap and hokey but there's a fine line there i would rather yeah like, i mean like the um the new Wolverine suit revealed in the set photos for Deadpool three, mm -hmm. yeah, it's the yellow and blue, but it's not just the tiger striped tights. It has armor padding and detailing. Like it's a more detailed, realistic version of that. Right. I, yeah. I think that's the kind of middle ground you need to meet, where it it's familiar and it's instantly recognizable, but it makes sense context contextually. Right, right. You know, yeah. there's a fine line there because if you go <laughs> uh, just, 
you know, like Adam West Batman, great Batman, a, a valid version of the character, but it's cheap and hokey. Yeah. Because well, well, there was no attempt to. Let, let me make ask it, you this. If they made a Wolver an X Men movie where Wolverine had tiger striped blue blue tights, well, I would be all for it. If it was still well written and well directed and well acted, it well, would that's, still I be mean, awesome. That's the main deal breaker. Yeah, there. You, you, I mean, you, honestly, you'd you'd be into it. You'd be like, I, you know, people would probably be defending the uh, the costume design, being like, hey, at least they they went for it. They, right. they said it. And I, they, I blame and they Blade. Yeah, Blade's to blame for um, all the leather jackets. And and, and I th- I think the live action Avatar kind of looks like uh, it it might look a little cheap and looks okay, fun, but if it, I don't think that's gonna break it. Like if it's a faithful, well well done adaptation, it could still be still be good. Um, I mean, if it's anything like the live action One Piece, and yeah, I don't I'm, see why anyone again. I my my main complain. concern is I'm just like. I'll watch it once, and even no matter how much I re- I like it or don't, um, next time I want to watch Avatar, I'm just gonna still go back to the original animated one because there's honestly I rewatch animated stuff way more than live action in general. The only live action mm-hmm. show I've even attempted to rewatch was Breaking Bad, but I still only got like a little yeah in, into season two. There's, there's a like, couple sitcoms that all. Well, yeah, sitcoms, that's different, but, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I guess like, that's true. But like dramatic stuff. You know, yeah, um, animated stuff, uh, I think, ages a lot better. That's fun, um, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot more you can do in animation. You have an unlimited budget, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> just, right. You can just not pay well, the you animators. Know, just... Just don't pay them a living wage, make them work yeah. over a hundred hours a week, you know. Just yeah. do that. No, yeah, don't that's... do that. That's why I'm I as uh, and as frustrated as I am in the middle of the Invincible story, I want to see more, but I I will be patient so the animators can be paired paid a fade fair wage and work fair hours. Yeah, it turns out that animation quality content. It turns out that animation <laughs> takes time and skills. And I'm unlike a lot, a lot of, of the animes, <laughs> unlike the a lot of the anime studio houses, which have multiple animation houses and overworked, yeah, <laughs> animators. Um, yeah. I'm I'm glad uh, Invincible's not doing that. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Um, I also heard some news about uh, there's a new Batman animated series, The Cape Crusader, or something like that. I recall hearing something about that, but I don't know anything about it. Um, it is wait, that's the game. But it's basically a a, a fateful um like reinterpretation of the original animated series, uh, like a spiritual successor to it. That could be um, cool. But I heard it's actually gonna go on to Amazon. Uh. Amazon Prime. Yeah, by the end of 2023. But I know Bruce Timm's behind it, and you know it's gonna have a lot of the same, yeah, same writers from the animated okay. series. And now that it's going to Amazon Prime rather than Max, which you would think it would go to, 
Yeah. Could we possibly get a Batman and Invincible crossover? That'd be cool. Yeah. I think they might have done something like that with Image and DC Comics in the past. I know they um, have done crossovers before. Um, uh, oh, Image, they've done crossovers with like everybody pretty much. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they, they they don't give a uh, Let's see. Uh, Invincible uh, 2006 Marvel team up number 14 Spider-Man and the Avengers meet Invincible who is clearly traveling between universes. Well, they've already spoiler alert, but this is a thing that's been in comics, you know, forever. And of course, Invincible also did it. They've mm-hmm. already introduced the multiverse. Yeah. In Invincible. Uh, Invincible uh, number 33 features a cameo of Batman meeting Invincible during the same prolonged inter-universal journey. Uh, oh, wow. And then they also did a crossover with The Tick. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that's also owned by Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> so we could possibly get a Batman Tick and Invincible crossover. <laughs> That'd be fun. I need. I do need to check out Invincible. It looks. It looks. Ima- good. Imagine how butthurt the bat. Well, not just butthurt, but r- just rageful the Batman fans would be if like Batman crossover and Invincible universe and he just gets killed by Omni Man like instantly. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> But with prep time, yeah, you you you'd be seeing people like redditors. Yeah, here's here's how Batman would actually actually would be able to beat Omni Man if he had enough prep time. Like, I love Batman. He is Batman's one. Of well, my wait, before you characters. say anything, though, it's up to the writers. Yeah, it's up ultimately. To the, yeah, I mean, Batman to make an is, interesting story. Batman is one of my favorite comic characters, but he suffers from this problem, uh, which. I think the best way to describe it is often the writers are really big Batman fans. Yeah, and they play into the prep time thing. Yeah, you can beat anybody. So, so I mean, so they they did a do anything. Uh, it's not the mainline animated universe that was a spinoff of uh, a like a continuation of the Batman animated series, but they um they started with the Flashpoint Paradox and Justice League War. They did this little this all these movies that were like based off of the new 52, um, which some of them are pretty good movies. Um, but that entire continuity of DC. Oh, Batman's pretty much like the main character. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the biggest problem with, even though there's some good movies and some good Batman movies in there, the biggest problem yeah. is that like clearly the animators, or the writers, I mean, are really big Batman fans. Of course. Um, and, uh, versus, like, if you take uh, I, Justice League Unlimited, I think is a good example of a Justice League I show think... where where the writers are able to take a step, were able to take a step back and be like, hold on, this isn't a Batman show. The Justice, League, Justice League, show. League show. No, they did a really good job in that uh you know, not sidelining Batman, but you know, making him, yeah, showing how everybody contributed to the team, right. and usually ends up being where Superman makes the Justice League unnecessary, and then Batman with prep time makes the Justice League unnecessary, and then the Flash with the Speed Force makes the Justice League unnecessary. It's very unbalanced. Yeah, 
I mean, there, <laughs> there, there is in that in that line of animated movies. Um, I think one of the standouts is uh, the Death of Superman. Um, they did, the, they did, they do the Death of Superman, and then they do the. Um, I don't remember what the movie is called, but it's the storyline where with um, uh, the cyborg Superman and Steel. Oh and yeah, the, you know, um, and the the kid clone of oh, Superman or whatever it is. Um, and that's right. a. I think those are some of the standouts in that whole series. And one thing I like is the detail where um, there's that one point where <laughs> I think it's cyborg is like, I don't think you guys understand how stretched thin we are without Superman. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love Batman, but he does suffer from that. Uh, the writers are often too big of a fan of Batman. Oh yeah. Well, just, <laughs> just go on any forum uh, where it's Batman versus anybody. I mean, you could literally, you'll have people saying seriously, like Batman could beat Galactus with prep time or, you know, stuff like that. And, you know. Yeah. No. Um, Ultimately it's up to the writers and whatever well, is a well, fun, again, interesting story. I mentioned death of Superman, that, that movie, it's a Superman movie, obviously. So it focuses on him, uh, but Batman does appear in it. Um, and he pretty much does jack shit because it's right. Doomsday shows up. Yeah. And there's a whole sequence where the whole Justice League is trying to fight Doomsday, and there's a a, a small part where Batman is like cornered by Doomsday, and he's like throwing smoke bombs and and batterings and stuff, and they're just doing nothing, and he just right. has to he just zip lines out of there because he realizes he can't do anything. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Anyway, anyways, any I. Got anything else? No. End this year. I think uh, I think that's a good spot to end it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, see you next week. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your coffee, your morning, whatever, whenever you're listening. Uh, and go listen to some uh, Vivaldi. Um, I heard he has a uh, new single. Uh, it's uh, that time of year for his autumn uh, work. Yeah. It's a good, good time of year. His new sing- single <laughs> from the 18th century. It's good stuff, though.